0: leaving a legacy is brought to you by hipsters of the Coast.com and can be found on the top deck app every friday you can support the show directly at patreon.com leaving a legacy hello everyone welcome to another leaving a legacy my name is patrick i'm your legacy newbie with for this week as always mr jerry me what's up jerry
1: oh not much pat i'm running high on tax fraud adrenaline been working 80 hour weeks teaching my students for the big exam so you said
0: tax fraud adrenaline does that mean you're committing tax fraud And you're just you're so hyped up about it that it's just keeping (laughs) you going
1: No, I was I was teaching a class on tax fraud and how to not get caught. I mean, how to avoid committing tax fraud.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, six of one half dozen the other, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, And yeah, I'm just I'm doing good. I'm just working a ton, but I still got some legacy in despite working an 80 hour work week.
0: You know, you're committing tax fraud is another man's, you know, being a, uh, a, a a a titan of industry, you know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah okay we'll go with that i'm just we'll saying that. That.
0: i'm saying you know if you know you play to win the game jerry if you're not cheating you're not trying
1: captains of industry or
0: robber bears also you, also, you, you it, decide it's insane to me that we all give the government an interest-free loan for a year it's crazy no, that's all,
1: no you only do that if you're bad at your taxes you don't actually do that if you do your taxes right
0: no no, no. i'm saying like you claim like i claim a certain amount at the beginning of the year And then at the end of the year, I get a refund, which means I just gave the government an interest-free loan for a year for no reason.
1: Correct, because you did your taxes wrong. No, no, because you can't. You are withholding. the. I can't believe our magic podcast has turned into a tax law podcast. (laughs) If you withhold the proper amount on your taxes, you will not get a refund.
0: Yeah, but I don't try. I I don't know, man. This it doesn't seem right to me because I can't.
1: You can't. You can't. All right. You can be angry about one thing, but you can't be angry both ways. You can't be angry that you're giving them a tax-free or interest-free loan, and also not be angry that you don't trust them not to do it. Listen, (laughs) all I'm
0: saying is taxation is theft and should be illegal. Okay. Yep.
1: Okay. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) <laughs> you heard it here first people death and taxes has been banned from the legacy format yes. all all cards playable in death and taxes are now
0: banned <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely so so how you been man you've been playing a lot of magic i know you've been working like crazy lately
1: i have i have not been playing as much magic as i wanted to but i have been playing a fair bit i've actually picked up hogak pat really yeah, it. I I just wanted, like, my brain is absolutely fried from work, so I just wanted something that I...
0: Th- a pilot's itself, th- and wait, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. You're telling me <laughs> that your brain is so stressed out that you couldn't even, like, rub together the two brain cells it takes to pilot Sneak and Show? You had to go a step below and run Hogak? Sneak, sh-
1: sneak and Show's too too hard, Sneak and Show's too hard, so I, I decided to try Hogak. <laughs> And then I realized Hogak is actually not as easy as you would think. There actually is some complexity with Hogak.
0: <laughs> so it was back yes. to sneaking Show.
1: No, no, I'm still playing Hogak. But uh, I, I like Hogak a lot. Like, the sequencing of Hogak mm-hmm. really matters. So it, I feel like I'm playing against myself in a way, which is definitely interesting. Um, especially when I lose cause I do that often where I just like completely mess
0: up my sequencing. If you're it playing was... against yourself and you lose, I guess you still win, right? So <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a winner either way. Um, uh, but no, the, the deck was a ton of fun. My first league I took it in, I went four one. So, uh, like the deck is certainly powerful and it's the most fair combo deck, uh, I've ever played. Um, when we had, uh, was it Devin on, uh, a few weeks ago? Uh, who was talking about playing it mm-hmm. in the Eternal Weekend? I believe so. Yeah,
0: Devin. I think the Devin was on Hogak,
1: um, and uh, he was saying it's it's really more of a fair deck than a combo deck, and I definitely see that now. Mm. Like the deck, the deck plays really fair. It's like yes, it can cheat a Hogak into play, but oftentimes I'm playing Hogak in the same way that like uh, decks used to cast Germag Angler. Mm. Like like that's what it feels like. Interesting. Um, but yeah, no, the deck's a ton of fun. I've been really liking it. I, I think I'm gonna definitely continue because I made a ton of mistakes that first league i played with it i made a ton of mistakes and i still came away with a really good record so when i can win despite myself pat <laughs> I, I i know i found a good deck
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome man yeah i i i was obviously i know i talked about the the uh, the short cast i released last week but i was sick uh you know pretty with a pretty nasty cold most of the week so i was not interested in uh in playing any magic, but I'm hoping to get on this week and uh, at least get some webcam games. If not, uh, try to get in a couple of leagues. And I haven't played Magic online in, in a while, but I've got the itch right now, and I haven't been able to play in a minute. So I'm trying, going to try to get into it this week if possible.
1: Definitely. I mean, get out there and play. Yeah, that's all we can
0: say. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about what we got going on in the episode this week. Uh, I guess first of all, I do want to say that we're going to be Starting up the charity event this week, um, probably on the Facebook page. We still have a couple more donations rolling in, so if anyone else has cards they want to donate to the cause, or play mats, or whatever you guys want to donate, um, uh, contact me or Jerry. Um, we are going to be raising money for Room to Grow. It's a it's a Boston charity. It's a it's a charity that supports basically uh, Boston families with children, um, helping them get on their feet and assisting. You know, I know a couple years ago we did it and. Tom and uh, Ian and myself went to Target and we spent, I don't know, like three grand on like a bunch of like, you know, children's clothes and pack and plays and just stuff that family families need, you know, shampoo and soap and toothbrushes, things like that. So um, all the money obviously is going to that. We have some really great prizes this year. I think we're mostly going to be doing it via raffling. Um uh so yeah, so keep an eye on the Facebook page for that. I we'll be starting that this week and hopefully running it all the way through the end of December. Uh probably doing like you know, one or two raffles a week. Uh with we have different uh kinds of prizes in there. We have some prizes that are you know, like single cards that are signed by members of the community. Um that, you know, should should fetch a, um you know, a good amount of donations. even a do- we'll probably do dollar donations for stuff like that. And then we have uh Some really cool prizes that were donated by friends of ours um, that'll that'll be uh, we'll we'll scale the entries uh, with, you know, with the value of the items. But I'm I'm really excited for this It should be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we got some reserve reserve list cards, some sweet foils, uh, some some other good stuff to give out. So, you know, just time to get into that holiday spirit.
0: guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you guys want to give to that, uh, like I said, keep an eye on the Facebook page. And uh, if you have any donations you want to send our way, um, you know, contact myself or Jerry. We'd be happy to uh, happy to, to to connect with you guys on that. But uh, but let's get into the show, Jerry. This week we have so we have the challenge uh, rollout, which if we have time today, we'll we'll discuss that. But I know you were kind of uh, itching to talk about the Commander Legends spoilers, which I don't know if it, is this like a like I don't know if this is a sealed set or if these are coming out in like actual like in decks. It seems like it's like almost like a sealed set, like a like you buy like buy a- deck like like booster boxes of this.
1: Yeah, my understanding is this is a master set under a different name. Interesting. Like, this is basically Commander Masters is my takeaway from the set. Okay. I might be completely completely wrong about it, but that's the <laughs> basis that I am operating under. Uh, which is terrifying, Pat, because whenever WotC does something like this, like Modern Masters, it uh, tends to just throw a huge monkey wrench in Legacy because Wizards prints all these cards that are too powerful for Standard, which end up also being too powerful for Legacy, <laughs> as it turns out.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes.
1: Um, so there's definitely a couple cards that have caught people's eyes. Um, I don't necessarily. I'm not terrified at this point, but I also remember looking at Modern Masters and not being terrified of Ren and Six. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what the sleeper of the set is.
0: Yeah, some that, And you know what my other issue is? A lot of these cards aren't even in English. So I, I look down the spoilers. I can't even tell what the what the frick they are. So I'm not happy about that. Pat, Mythic, Mythic Pat, spoilers. Get your shit Pat, together. Click on-
1: click on it and you I will don't see want to click
0: on three dozen cards just to see what the text is on them. <laughs> Make them English on the homepage. I don't understand what the problem is. Oh boy. What's the problem there? I don't, I don't understand. What's up? What's the issue? Uh,
1: so what's your favorite card of the set so far, Pat?
0: anything in English moving on? <laughs> no. Uh, so, um, I was actually listening to the spike feed earlier this morning. That's one of the podcasts I listen to every Monday. And, uh, you know, I don't want to bite too much. That's one of the reasons I don't listen to a lot of Magic podcasts is because I don't want it to bleed into my own sort of thoughts here. But Curtis, you know, <laughs> didn't have a whole lot of good to say about the um, the the Black Lotus ripoff, uh, Jeweled Lotus. That's for, you know, basically a Black Lotus for commanders. And uh, yeah. I'm not going to harp on the reserve list thing, um, but I kind of want to echo what he said and that it's just it's just getting it's getting very close to reserve list territory and that i think i think watsy are this is a coward's move in my opinion that's all i gonna say yeah i i just want to say
1: like rip the band-aid off come on yeah. watsy stop that was my comment when i saw this like this is getting awful close this is really just like digging a sinkhole under maro's argument <laughs> that they would never print like snow dual lands because it would be too close mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah like the spirit <laughs> of the reserveless. they it's just money for you guys just just let people give you their money for these cars it's insane to me um, so, yeah, I, other than that, like, I have zero interest in commander cards, and and I'm sure there are... Oh, there's actually... Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I just saw that there's a, a Neveneril Urborg Tyrant card, so we have an actual, I guess, picture of Neveneril. Anyway, um, I, I'm sure there's going to be a card in here that will... Uh, become a problem with Legacy, just like there is in every set that that WotC releases because they don't care about the Eternal format. So um, <laughs> I'm sure something in here is going to turn the format on its head and make it unplayable again. So I'm just we'll just All wait right. to see that when that happens.
1: All right, while we're griping, I'm going to get it out of my system and gripe about the one card I have an issue with in this set, <laughs> and then we're going to be a positive cast for the rest of the episode. Positive, positive,
0: I'm angry about it. Multilingual
1: podcast. The second half will also be in Spanish. So <laughs> I hope you... <laughs> I hope you've practiced bad. Okay. Uh, um so my gripe with this is the prismatic piper card. Isn't this the ruining the whole point of commander?
0: <laughs> I
1: mean So it's a it's a legendary creature that so it can be your commander and it's a partner, so you basically can pair it with any commander that you want. And all it says is its text is, if it's your commander, choose a color before the game begins. Prismatic Piper is the chosen color. Literally, all you're doing is, is a card that staples a new color onto a commander. <laughs> like, what? what is the point? Like, why don't we just get rid of color restrictions with our commander? So decks, if I that's think how we I,
0: play. I'm going to say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold statement here. As someone who's never played a game of commander and doesn't follow the format whatsoever. I think the worst thing to ever happen to EDH was Watsy getting its hands on it and trying to make cards for it. I'm going to say that right yes. now. I'm going to say that right now I think that's the worst thing that's ever happened to the format. Um any like, any time that Watzi tries to make a card for a for a format, they they just they destroy it and they just keep pumping cards into it. It's it's honestly it's <laughs> like uh it's like the beating a dead horse metaphor. So um yeah.
1: I'll say I'll, I'll say is, like, I get why they've done it. Like, I have often wanted to, like, add a color to a commander because it would ma- open up this cool combo that I could do. And I couldn't do it because it was the wrong colors. And I was sad about that. Mm-hmm. But the restrictions exist for a reason. Like, printing this, I just, like, I feel this is a card that's going to be house house banned in a lot of
0: places. Yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> probably. Yep. I don't have anything to say about it. I, I, I don't even know what color this card's in, to be honest with you. So...
1: Well, it's colorless,
0: Pat. Oh, even better. That's the beauty of it. Even better. Fantastic. (laughs) All
1: right. right. Let's talk about some good things with the set, which I was actually happy to see. Preordain's getting reprinted, Pat. Yeah. Which is, it's first reprinting, and I want to say like almost 10 years, which is huge because foils on Preordain were through the roof. Um, I got my set of uh, foil preordains for Sneak and Show through, you know, help with uh, community members, uh, you know, hooking me up and getting good deals. Uh, and I still probably average close to $100 a preordain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this uh, this is probably going to bring the price down quite a bit and, and let people, you know, get that bling in their deck that they, they uh, haven't really been able to before.
0: That's pretty sweet. They're very yep. cool. I see they're printing. I know we talked about it, but they're reprinting the, the diamonds as well, and the, not Knox diamond, unfortunately, or Lion's Eye diamond, obviously, but uh, like the Moss diamond, Sky diamond, the, the diamonds from Tempest, I believe, was the first that they were in, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I want to say they were also uh, they were also from Tempest. So, uh, yeah, I mean those are cool. I mean those are also kind of like expensive cards too. I remember those being like two, three dollars yeah. just because they were old, yep. and they're they're certainly useful. So, I mean this is the the good parts of these sets Mm -hmm. is they give us and this is what these sets were for originally when they were marketed right they were marketed as a way for them to get reprints into our hands right the issue the issue is when it stopped being reprint sets and they started needing to you know meet those sales quotas and make new cards as well
0: exactly yeah exactly
1: Uh, um but yeah no i think i think them getting more copies out there is is pretty awesome uh you want to talk about kind of the new cards though pat to see what might actually end up uh seeing some play uh
0: sure yeah is there something here that piques your interest
1: so the one i'm most interested in is the uh flash mind slaver creature the opposition agent oh right yep yeah so it's two and a black for a three two flash you control your opponent while they're searching their libraries while an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled, and you may spend mana as those mana of any color to cast them.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this is the Doomsday Killer, right? Yeah, Doomsday <laughs> Killer. <laughs>
1: I will take your deck. Your deck belongs to me.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: um, but honestly, it affects like 99% of decks in Legacy. Of course, yeah. Like, Searching your library is a huge part of Legacy. I mean, mostly because of the fetch lands, but the list of other cards that search your libraries is very long. Mm -hmm. You know, everything from uh, Death and Taxes with Stoneforge Mystic, uh, all the way to, you know, Storm with its various tutors. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I I feel this is going to be a very relevant card because even at its worst, you use it to snag a fetch land. So you have effectively not only stone ranged your opponent gotten a 3-2 body and also uh potentially ramped yourself because you then get to play their lane. right right like that's a pretty big swing yeah like that is that is definitely worth it for three mana i would say
0: yeah i mean and at worst it's a 3-2 flash right it's not terrible
1: yeah, it always has the Ambush Viper. Uh, you know, most of the complaints I've heard against it is that it costs three mana. Yeah. But honestly, I think that's appropriately costed for what this can do and the huge tempo swings that this can have. Mm-hmm. Like, its floor is you just get a huge tempo swing, and its ceiling is it can just potentially win the game against some decks.
0: Right, right. Hey, can we talk about how Magus of the Order is a human wizard and should definitely be a friggin' elf?
1: Uh, where's Magus, Magus of the, of the order? order is too
0: green-green for a human wizard, and it's just... It's just the the natural order sta- stapled onto a creature, so you it's a three three for four. You can pay a green, tap it, sacrifice Magus the Order and another green creature. Search your library for a green creature card, put it onto the battlefield, and shuffle your library. That should be an elf, right? Like flavor yeah. flavor wise.
1: Yeah, humans don't need that. Yeah.
0: But also like like natural like the only deck that plays natural order now is is elves. I feel like that should be an elf.
1: Oh man. I just got really excited, Pat, because right next to stupid Magus it's is Krak. We finally got cracks thumb. I knew you were going to be excited about him. <laughs> Did you just not even care about Magus and you just wanted to draw my attention? Uh, Yeah, we'll <laughs>
0: say that's what it was. Sure.
1: <laughs> Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, flip a coin. If you lose the flip, return that spell to its owner's hand. If you win the coin or if you win the flip, copy that spell and you may choose new targets for that copy. All right. Probably not, not going to see any play. <laughs> no, I don't it's think not going
0: to see any play. <laughs> but it's a picture of, of Croc, right? Is this the first uh, yeah, depiction we... of? Croc? That's what I was saying. Like, uh, uh, Nevin, Nevin is also depicted on a uh, commander card this year, which is kind of cool because I don't think we've had a picture of Neveniril before. So,
1: that's true. That's true. All right. All right. I like it.
0: The art. The art in this set is actually pretty sweet. Uh, I've looked through quite a bit of it. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of reprints, but there's also some new art here as well.
1: Yeah, I will say, as uh, as much as I dislike the idea of Prismatic Piper, the Seb oh. art for Prismatic, like, that is gorgeous. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I want to say, Pat, the cards I feel that probably have the greatest potential to show up in Legacy, but I don't think they're quite good enough, is the Monarch Cycle of
0: Enchantments.
1: Okay. Um, so, the one everyone's talking about is the blue one called <sighs> Court of Cunning. Court of, what? C- <laughs>
0: what? Court of Cunning. What? What? Leave that in, Justin.
1: <laughs> Court of Cunning <laughs> is the one everyone was talking about. I'm not convinced, Pat.
0: So, it's one blue blue when Court of Cunning enters the battlefield, you become the Monarch. I mean, we, first of all, we all know Monarch cards are in like in and of themselves like pretty powerful, right? Especially in Legacy. So anything that says Monarch, I'm kind of interested in. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, any number of target players, each mill two cards. If you're the Monarch, each of those players mills 10 cards instead. Dude, I don't know, man. That's... What changes the Monarch? Is it damage or... Is it like the
1: uh... Uh, creatures attacking and de- dealing damage. Like combat damage <sighs> changes the Monarch.
0: Dude. Is this card you good want... in like a, like, an ag- like an aggro deck?
1: No, people are saying like you pair it with uh, Uro and do like a self mill. And I just don't see it. It costs three mana, so it's coming down the same turn that you want to start activating Uro as far as like casting it the mm-hmm. first time. Um... And it doesn't do anything until the next turn. It triggers on the beginning of your upkeep, not the end. Uh, not like your end sure. step. Like if these if these things triggered on the end step, I would be much more on board with mm-hmm. them. But they target on your next beginning of your upkeep. So all it is is it's a three mana cantrip that you can then next turn lose the monarch and not get any effect for, and then also give your opponent a free. Yeah, cantrip.
0: but like, how often does that really like? that's what's that white card that has the monarch uh ability palace jamming? yeah Th- like i would still get it like
1: ice fang Coadle gets in oh i'm monarch now cool thanks like there, like combat damage gets through and also if you're being like a mill deck which people were talking about it doesn't make sense because you don't also want to be doing damage as a mill deck because that's you know you're trying to attack them on two diff completely different angles that doesn't work so, Yeah,
0: you know, this is like kind of a cool card and let like like games legacy can go like many, many turns. If you slam this on turn three and let's say half the time you're the monarch by, you know.
1: No, I don't get me wrong. It's like, yeah, in its in its perfect scenario when it just stays on the field forever. And well, it's, it's
0: going to stay on the field forever. Right? If it's a, it's an enchantment, yeah, there's it, no one running like main deck enchantment rule. Right.
1: Like, is this is this better than search for Ascanta? Like I don't really think so. Search is cheaper and gives you more flexibility. So, yeah, but I, this is I like really this is like
0: passively good, right? You don't actually have to do anything to make this uh, like a a um, a powerful card. Yeah, you do. Well,
1: not really. You have to maintain. You have to maintain monarch. Yeah, but everyone's trying to get the monarch, Pat. Everyone's trying to get the
0: monarch. I guess so. I mean, I don't it's know. like
1: yeah, this is great in a control deck versus a combo deck with no creatures, like storm. Yeah, you're right. It's good in that situation, but. I just, other than those niche scenarios, I just don't think this is good enough. I don't think it will see main deck play.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: I mean, it's the same reason why I don't really like the green one, even though the green one is super cool. So it's two green, green, court of bounty. When it enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. If you're the monarch instead, you may put a creature or land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So that would go great in blue green omni show if it wasn't for the fact that maintaining the monarch as a combo deck with very few creatures is not very easy to do right and it doesn't take effect until next turn so you're not you're and if you're putting a grizzle brand into play or an emerald they're not going to have haste so you're winning on turn six like that's just way too slow okay hmm i that's what i feel about all these monarch cards is like yeah, they're cool and people see the monarch and it's a cool effect. I just think they're all too slow for what they do and it's too much effort to maintain that benefit.
0: Okay. Did you see uh Wheel of Misfortune? Yeah, that's another cool so one. So, it's two and uh, a red for a sorcery. It yep. <sighs> All right, each player any any card that has this effect makes me is interesting to me. Each player yep. secretly chooses a number. Then they haven't done this in a
1: while, I feel. Secretly choose yeah, numbers. That's, I remember that was big in like onslaught. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> awesome.
0: Then reveal those numbers. Uh so in a two player game, Wheel of basically Wheel of Misfortune deals damage equal to the greatest chosen number to each player that shows it. Then each player who didn't choose the smallest number discards their hand, and then draws seven cards. So in a two player game, you just if like let's say I'm at nineteen life and I just say I'll pay eighteen life. Does that mean I get to draw seven cards, but I also get I de- get dealt 18 damage? Because I didn't choose the yeah. smallest number. Right? Right.
1: So you get dealt that much damage. Right. Hmm. Whale of Misfortune deals damage equal to the greatest chosen number to each player that chose right. it. Right. So yeah. So if you choose the small, So I guarantee you most times when this card gets played, it's going to get played for like... Fifteen or sixteen life, right. and then the other person's going to choose one, right? Because <laughs> they just they're like, fine, you can draw the seven cards. Right.
0: I'm not going to take. The so, damage. what deck would would want this card? Like,
1: so I think this would be good in combo decks like uh, Storm.
0: Oh, uh, I can see Sneak Storm though, because st- like, add like add paying that kind of life for an ad, ad nauseum seems bad when it's just seven cards. What you know? What yeah, I'm
1: saying? But this is for the decks that aren't running ad
0: nauseum. Oh, okay, okay.
1: So like, so like if you I could see this as like a uh, a card that Storm uses to refill its hand, I'm going to leave that to the Storm players though. I saw them discussing it in uh the Epic Storm. Um and people were thinking different things, so I have no idea how that deck really works, so I'm going to leave it to them and not make any predictions, but I know the Storm players are interested in it. Um as a Sneak and Show player, I would consider playing this because um, it's the right, it's the perfect mana cost. It's red and then two colorless. So it's easy to cast like turn two off of a volcanic island, uh, ancient tomb or something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, we just want the cards like we don't, we're going to win next turn anyways. Right. So the life loss just doesn't matter to us. Yeah.
0: Like I think the card, like the deck that makes this most interesting to me is like a deck that doesn't want it. Is a deck like burn, like the deck doesn't yeah. want this card, but it like seems like such a cool effect to have. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, burn doesn't care about what its life total is.
1: It's, I think it's awesome. It's just cards like this traditionally haven't been good in burn yeah. because anytime you give your opponent an option, it they it just allows that your opponent to outplay.
0: You. Well, like every here's here's well, you know what's kind of interesting though is that your opponent's always going to say zero, right? Because they can't afford not to take... always.
1: Yeah, but like also if they if they do the math, if they on average like a burn deck, each card is worth three right. damage in a burn deck. If they do the math out and, you know, seven cards uh, comes out to 21 damage in their head, you know, maybe they will fight over it. Like, letting a burn player draw seven cards is is pretty
0: bad. That's what too. I'm saying, but, like, how much life is someone willing to pay to not let that happen? And, we'll and they have to, you know, and if you're kind of playing this, if you're, you know, this is being played against you and you're on the defense, you're th- chucking your hand away for seven cards. Like, so... It's worth noting that, like, it's not it's not great because, like, a Wheel of Fortune isn't always great for everyone involved, right? Like, sometimes you True. get seven bad cards. So, like, imagine yeah, and, chucking away your and hand getting seven I, bad cards against Burn.
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm not, like, running a play set of these in Sneak and Show, but I would want to try it out to see how it goes as, like, a one-off, right. like, in the intu- in the intuition sure, slot. Sure, yeah. yeah. Actually, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm talking myself <laughs> out of it because then I'm just like, no, I'd rather just an intuition <laughs> in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, but honestly, this card really reminds me of browbeat, okay, and browbeat was a really cool card, but browbeat was never a very good card because, like I said, when you give your opponent the option, all you're doing is setting your opponent up to potentially outplay you, yeah like you you want to maintain control of the decisions so you can outplay your opponent, mm-hmm. not the other way around,
0: okay, yeah, that makes sense um i don't know it's just those those kind of cards are just always interesting to me it's just it's a different axis that it's that kind of plays on you know than we're used to so yeah
1: can i just say pat i really wish cascade triggered on entering the battlefield instead of cast because i would totally run apex
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i don't don't know it looks like someone made an error when they when they made this card like when they typed the card (laughs) box like the text box out because it just says cascade, 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 like someone's fever dream they had, like they're just muttering to themselves over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's 8, eight green green for an unplayable 10-10 that just has just <laughs> cascades four times, right? So, how does that work? Like, you can play like, you, you pay 10 mana and you, then you get to play...
1: And then you flip cards over from the top of your library until you hit a card that costs no, 10 or right. less, and get, you get to play it for right. free,
0: and then you do that three more
1: times. So... They were actually talking about this in the uh, Mono Green 12 post uh, discussion group yep. uh, because it's it's you know they could actually cast it so they can get the cascade triggers and they ultimately decided that it's actually not playable because it's too cheap. <laughs>
0: right right <laughs> yeah because they want to play like not Kozilek bit- and they want to play Emrakul, right? They don't want to play, you know, nine mana guys.
1: Exactly. What they what they did mention though is what could be cool is you could do this with a build with like Karns and Ukins. Yeah, totally. You could like Imagine like casting this and then flipping over Karn Ugin and maybe like a Nickel Bolas if you're feeling real spicy. Yeah, I guess so. It just
0: seems like I don't know. It it just seems that like there's better things you could be doing.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just a totally badass card. It's, people it's yeah, try it's neat.
0: It. It's definitely neat. Uh, the yeah, I
1: don't think it's very
0: good. The uh, the head of this creature is unusual in that like there's like a bird, a dragon, a goat. It's a chimera. It, chimera Hydra. A chimera, yeah. I, I, I guess so. I don't know. I'm not super excited. It's
1: a it's a chimichunga hydra. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh Vampiric Tutor getting another reprint. What was the last time that was reprinted? Was it Eternal Masters? No, it was uh, more recent. I thought than it
1: was that. like I thought it was Iconic Masters.
0: Oh, that might be right. That might be right. I can't remember, but it had like a, a recent a more recent reprint. Yep. Um let's see.
1: I think that's pretty much it from the set yeah. which thank thankfully I'm kind of glad there isn't that much broken
0: yeah. stuff in the Yeah. Yeah, I mean th- there's a chance that we miss something because you know a third of these cards aren't in English I mean, and I'm not going to click on all of them so
1: Look looking at the Planeswalkers I'm like thank god these Planeswalkers are unplayable because if they did another like super busted Planeswalker that was now legacy legal I would cry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh yeah. And like on a limited print set like this it would just it would just be bad, right? right yeah this must be like a map but this set isn't intended to be like drafted right this isn't a draft set maybe maybe you can draft it i don't know
1: i got really confused for a second pat because i was looking at servo do laboratorio and i did like my brain didn't connect that it wasn't that it was uh Italian <laughs> instead of English. see what i <laughs> so mean I see, well i just see creature type zumbi 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 horror i'm like what is a <laughs>
0: Jerry, your long your long weeks are getting to you, man. They're getting to you.
1: I'm excited to learn le- uh, learn about the mystical land of Zimbabwe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um hmm. There's a lot of commanders in this set, obviously. A lot of commanders.
1: I mean, I think that makes sense. It's commander legend. Yeah, I mean, that's why whatever. I said obviously. <laughs> I'm just I'm
0: uh and I don't even know how many of these are new and how many are not new. I don't think it really matters. I don't think any of them are playable in Legacy.
1: There's gonna be just one in here that's gonna show up in like Nick Fit, and it's gonna be bonkers, and everyone's gonna think ah, it's a Nick Fit, and then it's gonna fall by the wayside, and no one's ever gonna talk about it
0: again. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Um, yeah, nothing else in here that kind of really gets me going, but I'm sure I'm sure there's a chance we missed something. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the spoilers here, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll probably get proven wrong a week from now when something gets.
0: Boring. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I, I've I've come to accept our. Oh wait,
1: I almost forgot. Stasis turtle is life. Stasis
0: oh right, turtle. the stasis turtle. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're excited about that, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's good or anything. I just, I just, it's. I feel it's like perfect design. Like this is my ideal of like what a perfectly balanced magic card would look like.
0: Interesting. Okay. Like it, It's just so perfectly... It's like, so
1: one black, green, blue, okay, for a 2-4, right? It makes sense he's a turtle. Turtles should be 2 Sure, Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a clear Kung Fu Panda reference, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but as long as Arkelios Lagoon Mystic is tapped, other permanents enter the battlefield tapped. As long as Arkelos is untapped, other permanents enter the battlefield untapped. So it's just, like, a super cool build-around-me card that's not overpowered, but is still fun and flavorful mm-hmm. to play with and build decks around. Like, this is, this is like, prime magic R&D right here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't think it's a very good effect for four, for four mana of three colors. Like, it seems... I think you'd just rather play Stasis, right? <laughs> like...
1: No, it, it's not It's not legacy playable, I don't think, yeah. unless someone makes like a very specific build around me and they're not really trying to be competitive, mm-hmm. but really just trying to do something cool. But that's the thing. is like This is a card where I would willingly build a deck around it, full well knowing that I'm going to set my entry fee on fire. <laughs> but I'm
0: going to have a lot of fun sure. doing yeah, it. Yeah, okay. That's fair. That's
1: fair. Uh, should we look at the tier one decks of the meta
0: patch? Sure. You want to go into the challenge?
1: Let's go into the
0: challenge. Right. I need to pull it up. So, let's see. Uh, the top eight lists in order of finish. So, we have Yorian Death and Taxes, piloted by XJ Cloud in first. We have Blue Red Delver in second. I love to see that. Uh, Elves in third. Bug Doomsday in fourth. PokePile in fifth. Um, Snow Omnitel uh blue, green, white snow omnitel in sixth, uh black red Snoop Goblins in seventh, by piloted by Grumsh, who we know we know them. And then uh Turbo Muxus Goblin Stompy in eighth.
1: Yeah, can I just say that they pointed out that there was no spice in this list? I think this is the first time we've seen no spice. But I would say some of these, <laughs> these decks fall under the spice category. Uh
0: yeah, sure. Um Maybe the maybe the, maybe a chronicler just gave up and we're just like I'm just didn't want to
1: didn't feel like looking through the deck. It's list. possible. True. True. Let's
0: look at these lists. Uh, so the let's see the first place list XJ Cloud List Yorian Death and Taxes. Oh, okay. There, so I'm going to run down the creature suite: Charming Prince, Four Flicker Wisp, Four Mother of Runes, A Frexian Revoker, Four Recruiter of the Guard, One Remorseful Cleric. Uh, a sanctum prelate, four skyclave apparition, four spirit of the labyrinth, four stone forge, four thalia, and a walking ballista. This is uh, uh, not your. This is not your father's uh, death and taxes list.
1: Yeah, I mean we we've seen this list pop up here and there. I think this is the first time it's taken a event skyclave down, I apparition say. though. Really? Yeah, skyclave apparition was all over okay. the place. Eternal weekends. Okay. Um, it was like the breakout card of Eternal Weekend. That's why Death and Taxes plays. Yeah, so Death
0: well. and Taxes is not my, up my alley, so I don't pay attention to those deck lists very much. So,
1: um, but yeah, we we've seen this deck come around. But yeah, so it's running eighty cards because it's running right. million, so that gives you you know a lot extra room to to play with with the deck, so they can play a lot more fun ofs.
0: We like fun ofs.
1: Uh, I do like fun ofs, which is also funny because like you notice they're running four main deck Swords to Plowshares, four main deck Path to Exile. Okay. Or, sorry, three three main deck, Pot to Exile, excuse me. So, because they're running so many more cards, they need to up their removal count as well. And then they're running Batterskull and Jitte, and then also main deck Sword of Fire and Ice and Sword of Feast and
0: Famine. Mm-hmm.
1: Deck Suite, I still will refuse to play it because it runs companions, and I still feel just companions should be erased from the history of <laughs> magic. But it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um yeah what was in second we got regular old blue red delver they're they're running your spirit sprite dragon though
0: yeah i think that's a i think that's a good card um i think against like uh a lot of these uh like the rug delver list we were seeing a few weeks ago i think it like it's just a nice aggressive creature um I would have liked it better if we still had Gitaxium probe but yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it, I mean the creatures we's kind of sl- kind of light though, just just four Delver, four Dreadhorde, four Sprite Dragon, um, but this is like a burn heavy list because they're running three Chain Lightning and four Bolt, um, and a main deck Pyroblast, so that's probably a concession to all the Uros and and Okos running around, um, four Force Negation, I'm uh, sorry, four Force of Will, two Force Negation, and four Days um, with the Pyroblast are the. Uh, this, like the the counter spell suite that's kind of interesting um i like sprite dragon i think i'd like yeah i think i'd like maybe one or two more creatures in this list though 12 seems pretty low but um it's been a minute since i've since i've taken a a spin with blue red delver so maybe it's the correct version
1: our friend uh dominic pointed this out the other day and it made me sad but True name Nemesis is probably not even legacy playable. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that not that <laughs> long ago. I had I had two copies in the list when I played in uh, the nineties nineties MTG thing, and although it was good, like it did feel like, um, it just it's too slow. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, even though it's a three one unblockable and you can't interact with it once it hits the battlefield, for the most part, it's just not good it's enough. Just, it's just yeah. crazy.
1: Like it goes from like potentially game-breaking calls for it to mm-hmm. be banned to not
0: play yeah both. what <laughs> world are we living in <laughs> uh i like seeing elves in third that's pretty cool uh running the nissa the nissa vital force which was like the julian knob special for a while
1: yeah well i mean the allosaurus shepherd's the real uh hero mm-hmm. of the deck you know that it, ever since that got printed uh, really putting you like. It's, it's
0: just deck. such a must answer card. Like once this card hits the battlefield, you it needs you have to deal with it first, right? Like it's more important than it's more important than Wirewood Symbiote at that point. You like a, like Allosaurus Shepherd is a must answer card for this deck and like for one mana uh it's like that's like a great fit for the elves deck. Yep.
1: Well I mean and it's also so hard to deal with because first you have to deal with the wirewood symbiote just to get at the Allosaurus mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Shepherd. Yeah, I will say also Scavenging Ooze is a huge pain in my ass with uh, Hogan. Oh, I that, bet, yeah. That card is
0: super annoying. Are you seeing a lot of um, elves?
1: No, I'm actually seeing a lot of Knight of the Reliquary lists for some reason. Um, between either just like a Nick Fitty mid range deck to Maverick uh, to uh, four color loam. I've just been running into a lot of uh, Knight of the Reliquary mm-hmm. lists. Uh, they all run freaking scavenging ooze, and
0: it's a pain in the ass. Hmm. Uh,
1: fourth place, we have Doomsday.
0: Yep. Uh, this is the Bug Doomsday list, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This looks like more streamlined traditional Doomsday. You know, it's, uh, oh, it's running Ideas Unbound, which is cool. Uh, that's a card that sometimes makes the list, sometimes doesn't. Uh, Edge of Autumn. Yeah. That's a, that's a staple oh, okay. for Doomsday because you cycle by sacrificing. A lot.
0: Oh right, okay.
1: So it's just it's just like it's one of the only free cycle mm-hmm. cards, so it's why it gets played. Um other than that, the list looks pretty standard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh fifth place. Uh, can we just skip the snoko? <sighs> it's snoko people. You you've heard about it.
0: Well, this is the pokey pile, right?
1: Oh, PokePile, yeah. of course. But, oh, because it's running, it's running Narset and Stifles.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It's still just Snoko.
0: I mean, it's got a chain lightning. That's something. It's not really Snoko. I mean, it's it's got Dreadhorde, it's got Uros, and it has Oko's. And but, Oko's. I mean, it's got.
1: <laughs> and Brainstorms and Dazes. It's and got Persibles. Stifles,
0: though, and Lightning uh, Bolt. And Astrolabes. It's got. And Aston names
1: yeah. and Sylvan Library, it's like ninety percent.
0: Yeah, this right is back. like a this is like a what what has Watsy fucked up in the last two years deck right here.
1: Yeah, let's jam some Stifles in it, and <sighs> it.
0: <laughs> There is a reason why it's called PokePile, and I don't, I can't remember what it is, but I'm sure someone will enlighten will us.
1: Is it because the famous streamer PokeMane plays I have,
0: it? I, it's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. Okay. I've never named a deck after myself, but I also am terrible at the game, so that's probably. Yeah. Um, let's see in sixth we have a snow omni tell Jerry what do you think about this list
1: uh, it's fine I actually I feel this list is like old which is funny to mm. say but uh, I've really been migrating back to the blue red version uh, because Vela summer isn't as you use- I don't want to say useful it's after Vela summer is not as powerful as it used to be in, in the meta that's crazy
0: right game. when we were whenever thought that card should be banned including myself
1: yeah, I mean just shows how things change, but um yeah, I mean they're running like the Astrolabes and what's strange to me is they're running uh Snow Blue Green uh, Omni Show, and they're not running uh, uh the Quaddle.
0: Right, the Ice Fang, yeah. That's
1: the main that's the main reason to run it. <laughs> <laughs> like like Honestly, like, Veil of Summer is not that great anymore. The biggest thing that I like about the blue-green list at this point is the Ice Fang Coatle really buys you a lot of time, which you, cause comes in real handy as a mm-hmm. combo deck, especially a slower combo deck like Show and Tell. Um, so I, I really don't get that they're switching out the Coatles for the Arkham's Astrolabes, because you don't really need the mana fixing like you do with other decks. Right, right. Um, so yeah. Oh, what's this? Is this a new card that they're running on the sideboard. Oh, Sublime Epiphany, four blue blue. Choose one or more counter target spell. Counter target activated or triggered ability. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand, Create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. Target player draws a card. Hmm. So that's just a uh, that's just a cunning wish mm-hmm. target where you can do a bunch of stuff.
0: And will. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, like, that's, like a... that's interesting, huh?
1: Yeah, it's a naturalized with cycling. Right. Hmm. Okay, I can see it.
0: Uh, we have. Uh, I was going to say we have Grumpsch in seven Who 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 is Grumpsch? I can't remember. We just talked to them not that long ago.
1: Um, I I don't I didn't recognize the name. The uh, I don't know people's. Uh, yeah, MTV clearly Rivals. I don't
0: either.
1: People people always talk to me. People always talk to me on Magic Online, and I'm just like oh, I I have no idea. So if you message me, I I would love to talk to you guys. Just. <laughs> Tell me, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I can't keep track of that yeah. stuff.
0: Um, this is the uh, this is the black red Snoop like uh, Snoop combo. Snoop. So conspicuous, Snoop, uh, Bogger Harbinger. Um, let's see. Yeah, this is like the Kiki Cheeky combo uh, with Muxis and Skirk Prospector and uh, Sling Gang Lieutenant. That's pretty cool. And then 8th uh, is another uh, Goblins deck. It's uh, Turbo Muxus Goblin Stompy. So this is like the Goblins deck with, you know, Ancient Tombs and uh, City of Traitors and Childs of the Voids and Chrome Moxes. And they are just going to power out one of their four Muxus as fast as possible and just essentially cascade into a bunch of other Goblins.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool that Two goblins play, uh, placed in top eight. Is it cool? I mean, I, I think, I okay, think so. I
0: think it's okay. cool. Well, what is the word you would describe? Nah, it? It, it, it's interesting. Um, it's funny because I, mean, I know is... our, fr- our friend, our um, friend uh, Eli was was concerned that goblins was like you know unplayable right now, or I, as this, as of like three or four weeks ago it was unplayable, and now we see two in the challenge top eight. Again, it's a it's a challenge, so it's not um, you know. Uh, exactly yeah but it's 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 interesting it's a nice barometer of kind of where we're at as a format and if this is the top eight like that's not a terrible thing um it's not all snow decks and it's not all rug delver decks all interesting to see not a single rug delver in the top eight
1: that is i think Well, everyone just played the hell out of it in eternal weekend so everyone needed a Uh, rug delver (laughs) did finish
0: in ninth though so (laughs) it's not far from the top eight
1: that person just doesn't have a soul i mean yeah i agree (laughs) Uh, I take it back I'm kidding I'm kidding but uh, I do feel that as a part of it that I think people were just a little tired of Rugged Over a little bit
0: yeah that's possible I feel like people who play Magic Online don't get tired of anything though because you you must be a special kind of person to play to grind Magic Online and and play the challenges like I just don't find it I don't find it that exciting to do you know I think you have to enjoy the punishment of having to, to play Magic Online
1: I I I enjoy it for what it is. It does not have the same draw as Paper Magic for yeah. me. I am definitely
0: missing that that lack. And even webcam magic.
1: Like, it's not even about playing magic at this point. It's like, I just want to go to events. And like
0: I just want to be around my friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just want to be around people. I know. It's, yeah. I was going to have a quick yep. cry. I'm just going to have yep. a quick
1: cry. Now we, know,
0: now we know what it's like to be in other parts of the country where there's no legacy at all to play. Like, you know, it's... It's like you just get to talk about it, you never get to actually play the play the cards.
1: Right, exactly. Uh what can you do? What can yeah. you do?
0: Uh what do you think? What what's your over-under on the amount the mo- how many more months there'll be until we actually get to play uh like like medium sized events in the area? Twelve. Twelve more months.
1: Yeah. Unless there's, like, some amazing breakthrough with rapid testing where it's, like, you can test, uh, like, on your way out the door, like, as easy as taking a thermometer mm-hmm. uh, or a vaccine. And I don't think either of those are Oof. close.
0: All right. Would, what would you say if they were – if they just – if Massachusetts just opened everything up tomorrow and was like, you know what? Like, you're all adults and this is America. You can make your own decisions
1: I mean, I still would. It's the same as I still wouldn't go You would go to events
0: if everything opened up. Hell no, hell no. Hmm. Would you do other things in like public? Would you go to like a movie theater?
1: No, I wouldn't go to a movie theater. Hmm. I would. Would you go to a restaurant? I would eat if they took appropriate cautions, like extra room between. I'm the saying. Temples. I'm saying
0: no one is doing it. Like outside of like wearing masks. Like no one's doing anything outside of masks. Like there's no more. Like there's no intrusion. You know, I'm not making a. I'm not making a. a uh, you know, a statement on it either way. But like, let's say there's no restrictions on what you can do, or how businesses are allowed to run. Like people are still wearing masks, like you know, rational people would do.
1: I still wouldn't go to those things. It's it's too much of a huh. risk. It just is.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, we can't even wear masks. Imagine if we just let up. Like. People are just going to be dumbasses about yeah. it yeah. because pe- we have these restrictions and people are still being dumbasses yeah. about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. well,
1: all that means is the dumbasses are going to feel inc- even more inclined to do what they already want.
0: It's just it's just crazy, man, that it's been, you know, eight months of this. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a world change. I mean, people were also saying it was crazy that the TSA lines were so long after 9-11. Guess what? We still have them.
0: Yeah, but like it's never been shown that. T- well, that's a bad al- that's a bad analogy because it's never been shown that TSA has prevented any attacks anyway. So it's well, really just well, been what a- about, like the shoe it's bomber really guy. really just the shoe been- bomber guy got caught <laughs> it's by <just> TSA.
1: Don't been- <laughs> TSA has caught lots of things.
0: I'm sure you? they I'm, but it's never been shown that they've actually prevented any attacks. So like, what has the TSA actually done? Has it actually been good?
1: Oh, that is that is so nitpicky.
0: It's- how was that, that nitpicky? Is so nitpicky? The purpose of the of the thing is to prevent the thing, and if you can't say they've actually. prevented anything. That's like, you have a,
1: that's like you have a small town. And it's like, hey, uh, it's never been proven that the firefighters have ever actually prevented a fire. So should we actually have a fire? Well, no, no, no. The, the purpose town? of
0: firefighters isn't to prevent fires. It's to put them out when they happen. So like okay. the, well, a it's, firefighter, it's never the firefighter been- is more like an air marshal than a TSA agent. And I'm fine with air marshals being on planes. I think it's a great idea. I think there should be air marshals with like that, like open carry like M16s in a plane. And that, uh, like, they,
1: <laughs> you really want an M sixteen on a pressurized airliner? Listen,
0: man, I'm not going down for anybody but an automatic weapon. Okay, that's what I'm gonna say. Okay, all right. <laughs> <Jesus>.
1: <laughs> so now, if if like all restrictions were off and like Pete, someone like Wizards announced hey, we're having a GP, mm-hmm. I would yeah.
0: go. I would go. Interesting. I don't know if I. I probably would skip a GP because like those are very much like. uh like a crammed in a in a tuna can scenario for me but like i think i would go to like my local store if there was like if there was like 30 people there people wearing masks i just
1: realized you know what i just realized pat is uh this is uh unofficially ended the handshake debate we'll never have to have the handshake debate ever again because no one will ever want to shake hands after a match ever yeah i mean i
0: i i'm still gonna shake hands I know people think that like that's that's going to end but I'm I still shake hands with people even now I shake hands with people when I see them you know
1: what would you like your gravestone to read pat I'll uh, <laughs> I'll make
0: <laughs> I, it's I mean it's going to read when I die at like a, a ripe 85 years old because I'm 35 and like a very low risk category for anything with covid I'm not I'm not afraid of it at all to be honest the only the reason why I wear a mask in public and stuff is to protect my my you know not, I wouldn't say aging parents, but like you know, they're in their sixties or whatever. They're like they're sixty years old or sixty one years old. So, that's what I wear a mask for. I don't wear a mask for myself because I'm thirty five and I'm a strapping young man, Jerry. Full of piss and vinegar, and I'm not worried about COVID.
1: Can happen to anyone, Pat. Oh, it can it totally can. To
0: anyone, my I father, my father actually had it uh, a couple weeks ago. He had like a fever and like uh, stayed home. He, like didn't feel good on Thursday. Finally got uh, they weren't like it was hard for him to get testing because he's not like a computer person. So uh, once once my sister walked him through that, he got tested on Tuesday and they he said he had it. But I mean, he was even at 60 years old. He had very mild symptoms. He was over in like a day or two and, and I mean, uh, did his quarantine and all that.
1: It's not just also about living or dying. Like it's also just even people who are in low risk are getting, um, you know, lifelong consequences from it. Like so mm-hmm. my buddy had it six months ago. And he still has reduced lung function. Oh yeah,
0: because of it. And yep. the doctors are like, we don't know when
1: or if your lung function
0: will come back. That's crazy. So what, does he have a hard time like like he's wheezing all the time or like
1: yeah well, like he's like he was he's like uh, thirty eight but mm-hmm. he did like he did like beer league volleyball league and beer league basketball league and that stuff and he's like yeah I, I can't do that anymore like I Whoa. can't run run down the court without bending over and wheezing.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, man, it's, it's 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 nuts, man, you know, it's, uh, but I don't know, I don't know how much longer they can keep, I mean, it's, I think it's going to get worse in the winter, I really do, which I'm not, I'm not looking forward to, and we're also recording this, so we, you know, we should make a note, this is the eve of the election, right, so we have our election oh, yeah. tomorrow, so when yeah, this, this comes epi- out on Friday, we could be living in a very different America.
1: This episode might never come out, Pat, because we could descend <laughs> into, like, a Mad Max-style world by Friday, for yep. all we know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm not going to make any bold predictions about the election because I made some about the last one and I was completely wrong. So uh,
1: my my girlfriend was coming back from work today and nice, she nice. sent uh, me these pictures of downtown Boston and mm-hmm. all of the windows are boarded up. Yeah. Like every, like the entire city's taking precautions and just like boarding up everything. Don't you love it, Pat? All those previous elections where the all the cities around the country b- boarded up their I don't, windows in preparation for an, election day riots.
0: I don't know if you've had an election where the incumbent was decrying, you know, <laughs> widespread falsification of ballots and, and voting with no evidence to back it up, um, and then also just claiming and like and and for what it's worth, like the Dems have also like gone through their scenarios about contacting the UN to have them step in if if Trump doesn't uh you know uh cede power like it, it's actually kind of crazy man like we are living in a very um unusual like on top on top of a pandemic too you know it's like i don't know yeah. man it's like it's a lot to process i actually just try to i that's why i'm not even on twitter anymore dude. that's part of the reason why i went off twitter was like the negativity and like the constant like echo chamber of news that you get into and like the, the call out cancel culture, whatever you want to call it was just really um, toxic. And I thought unproductive and just um, you know, the the left eating its own over and over and over again. It was just, it was just too much. So I just, I bounced out of there and it was uh it was great. But unfortunately, um, with the election here like it's 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 everywhere you can't get away from it right now you know it's wild it's true yeah but we're talking about we're talking about too much uh serious stuff this is a magic the gathering podcast
1: yeah i was just gonna say like all of these issues are like almost as egregious as uh the watsi
0: not uh as jeweled lotus what do they think? yeah as
1: jewel jeweled lotus like come on. Come, come on
0: come on fucks sorry um <laughs> all right well let's let's start wrapping up here jerry let's get into scoops and poops Scoops Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week, Jerry? Uh,
1: this week, I want to scoop in.
0: I got nothing, Pat. I wasn't you have nothing for this. How about scooping people either. who voted? Scooping yeah. people who voted.
1: Thank you, Pat. I'm going to scoop in people who voted. Nice. Go out there and vote.
0: I'm going to scoop in people who didn't vote because that's <laughs> you, you're the real heroes. God damn it! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Right. I had to set you up. Uh, no, I, I'm actually. I'm going to vote myself tomorrow. Um, I I couldn't do anything. I want to do early voting, but like uh, I've been like I was telling you, I was I was working like seventy hour weeks up till last week, so I was just not around when any of the voting booths booths were open. Um, but uh, but I'm going tomorrow. I have a tiny little town, so I'm not concerned about um there being any lines or anything like that i've never had an issue with that so i don't think we're gonna see anything like that this this year um but i'm gonna i'm gonna vote tomorrow and uh i i think uh if you're from massachusetts i think you should be voting yes on one and two i don't know if there's any more uh any more questions up other than one and two but i think they're both uh solid yeses for me despite uh the uh advertising from uh from big (laughs) auto and from charlie baker
1: I just wanna say I decided to vote yes on one when uh they I saw the ad where it said vote no on one or you will be sexually assaulted in a parking garage <laughs>
0: <laughs> What <laughs> Yeah, it's uh the auto industry is like really against uh uh yes on one, so I'm I'm all about yeah
1: right to repair <laughs>
0: yeah exactly they're very much <laughs> against it so
1: yeah but one of the ads and like they pulled it after a while because i think people were like yo this isn't
0: working <laughs> 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 but it's they just
1: like if you vote yes on question one you will be
0: assaulted have, have you gotten like a ton dish. of like text messages and calls this year like voting stuff uh
1: no all my friends were talking
0: about that that they've
1: sure, been I've getting tons
0: so many every day like i've gotten zero we've gotten zero damn jerry that's I awesome well, it's I know probably it's-
1: because every time like one of those like firms or something like ask for a number to contact us at, I put your number down instead of my number.
0: <laughs> That's why I'm getting increased calls. That's all right. That's all right. It's <laughs> all led to a good time. So, um, no, I'm gonna scoop in. I'm gonna scoop in people who voted early, um, but I'm gonna anti-scoop like Facebook and Instagram and all these platforms telling me to register to vote and vote and vote and vote. It's a- ad nauseum. Like when they're like, when they're a massive part of the problem with, you know, one of the reasons we're having these issues.
1: It's pretty, it's pretty tongue in cheek. It's like, screw off Facebook. Don't, don't remind me to register
0: to vote. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're the, you're part of the reason we're in this mess. Don't, don't tell us to vote.
1: Like I'm I'm coming around to the point where like I'm start like if it wasn't for the Leaving the Lacey group, that's the only reason why I'm even on Facebook. But I'm starting to think, like, I don't even know if Facebook should be legal. Like what they do <laughs> like it is just it's twisted, man. And I'm gonna I can't wait for Ian to hear that and uh throw his cup ac- he is across gonna, the room.
0: <laughs> he's gonna love that so much. He's gonna love that so much. Yeah
1: i I feel Facebook should be illegal.
0: <laughs> Jerry's Jerry's gone from chairman, like in the in the in, in our in our ch- in our group chat, he's gone from chairman Mao to like to like to leader of the Donald in like four <laughs> short years. It's been amazing.
1: Oh, oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. It's been interesting. Uh, but I, I hope that uh I hope that when this releases on Friday, uh, things are calm. And uh, all these new gun owners haven't had to use their firearms uh, in self-defense.
1: Thanks, Pat.
0: No, though, I was listening to an NPR episode today about uh, how the explosion of gun sales to not like people who already own guns, but to brand new gun gun owners who are like afraid of like afraid, just just afraid, (laughs) just afraid of what's going to happen.
1: That's exactly what we need right now—a whole bunch of really nervous people with Did firearms. That, so some For, first some of them first
0: time firearm. Ar- so, some of them were very nervous. Like there was one woman who like <clears throat> went to the gun range with her friends, and had like a nervous breakdown. Like couldn't handle like the the guns, like the the sounds, and like it was it was bad, man. Like that those aren't the people who you want to have having firearms. Um, I don't know. Jerry has like the best he has the best I don't know what where this this meme came from it's not even really a meme it's just a Facebook screenshot of a girl who is very excited to be a gun owner and then someone just like says I don't feel safe you having a gun and then the next frame is her (laughs) getting arrested for pulling a gun out in a dispute on the on the highway or something like a road rage road rage (laughs) pulling a gun in road rage it's just like it's like oh (laughs) it's so good it's so good um yeah, I haven't got a chance to take my LTC class. I really got to do that. I've just been too busy. But um, yeah, man, it's crazy, dude. Like people, uh, it's it's been nuts. So I'm, I really hope we see you know a different world when this releases on Friday.
1: I really hope this releases on Friday and we're not like uh, fighting over water in a Mad Max style dystopia. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's bleak. I know we're laughing a lot, but it's it's been pretty bleak, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you gotta laugh to get through the through the tears but um yeah i guess we'll see man we'll see we'll see um all right well that's i guess that's it for this week um remember we'll be doing the room to grow charity this week at this uh you know this upcoming week which is gonna be awesome um thank you for everyone who's who's you know sent us stuff um i know jerry and i and tom and ian we're all donating stuff from our own private collections as well um so I'm really excited about that. I think uh we raised a ton of money la- uh, last time for Room to Grow and they were super thankful and just uh it was just awesome. So and I hope this year we'll get a little bit more um you know, we'll raise a little bit more. We'll beat our last fundraiser and uh I kind of I was actually th- thinking about this today, Jerry. And let's just like let's just do it live right now. What do you think about doing like a stream with you, me, Tom, and Ian at some point doing like a like a, a stream in the weekend? For yep. like and like doing some kind of donation thing where like we play magic online or we play some paper games or I don't know something something so, where we come up with something.
1: Sounds baller, man. Yeah, I'm down.
0: He's, Jerry says it sounds baller. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it for this week. Um, you know, Shout out to all the uh, our patrons. That's awesome. If you want to support the show, you know where to find us. And uh, and yeah, last but not least, thanks to Justin Lutz, audio tech, sound engineer, and uh, expert marksman. From what I've heard, but he's only good with like a blow dart.
1: And crossbow. His preferred weapon is the crossbow. Oh, really? Yeah, it's from his days as a, a Van Helsing vampire hunter that we talked about a few episodes ago. Oh,
0: right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's it's pretty yeah. awesome, man. He's a he's quite the Renaissance man. He is. He is. Yeah. All right, Pat. I'll see you later. All right, guys. Have a great week, and uh, we'll catch you on the uh, we'll catch you on the other side.
1: Bye. Come on down